Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey friends, welcome to 5-Minute Fridays for the School of Unlearning podcast. Thanks for joining me. And if you're new, these 5-Minute Fridays are a stream of consciousness, a solo pod with yours truly. Uh, What I'm talking about is whatever's top of mind in business or in my personal and spiritual life. So thank you for enjoying a cup of coffee or your lunch and uh, tuning in. Today, the topic is live the questions. And so I think a lot about this recently because... um, Well, there's a lot of unknown in my life, in your life, and in the world around us. I think that's generally always the case. But I think a lot in the health and spirituality world, there's a lot of emphasis put on mantras. Uh, Mantras are sort of these phrases that we repeat to ourselves in times of crisis that um, allow us to sort of be calm and develop a deeper sense of trust to the self. Um, But I kind of want to throw a wrench in that and, and really posit that questions are more powerful than mantras or more helpful in spiritual growth. And uh, I guess I'll explain. So when I think about asking questions during both good times and challenging times, uh, I think they do a few things. And I'll get into some of the questions that I love most soon. Questions provide a space. Uh, They provide a diversity of ideas, not just from you, but maybe from the people whom you ask. They also give an opportunity for learning to be had. Uh, They go, questions allow us to kind of go beyond our limited reactivity and our sense of rightness or knowing, which is inherently understandable, the sense to want to know or the sense to want to have a mantra. It allows us to feel, again, safe and calm and like secure. But questions kind of blow shit up. (laughs) They uh, remove us from the island of knowing and they allow us to step into a place of new exploration. Mantras can be helpful, especially again, when you're needing that sort of soothing repetition. And for those of you who don't know, I have a background in uh, clinical nutrition and human health. And I, I know that like our nervous system and our vagus nerve actually depend upon rhythmic things like songs and music. And, and that's actually quite soothing to the system. And that's why mantras actually have some clinical application. But my feeling is, is that especially when they're misused and uh, they can often kind of feel like, you know, we're convincing ourselves of something. Uh, so very often it's kind of like, you know, a, a soothing thing, like things will be okay. Or if it's not okay, it's not the end and all of that. Or I love myself, which again is super important. Keep saying that to yourself. I love myself. But Ultimately, mantras to me are limited. Uh, They actually limit our scope of vision. They limit the ability to learn and they limit our ability to be agile in the face of uncertainty because sometimes we don't know that things are going to be okay. So I also think that when we think about questions, especially when they're asked from a place of love, they tend to yield more love. Mantras are generally used in moments of crisis. And so they generally create a bit more of a fear, a fear reactivity. And again, that might sound controversial, but if you're in a space of crisis and you use a mantra to soothe soothe yourself, and it's a mantra that again is, uh, it's sort of convincing yourself of otherwise of the reality. You're sort of limiting your ability again to, to, to show up and to learn from that opportunity. So just want to sort of posit a few questions that really work for me. Um, and again, I do want to say that I have used mantras in my life. I'm just saying that questions long-term tend to open up the mind and spirit more. 
One question I love and I want you to think about is the question of what does life want from you? So again, what does life want from you? We often act as if we have this sense of sort of entitlement. Um, It's sort of a demand from the universe. Like uh, we put our wishes out there to the universe. We manifest, if you will, and we dream up our most ideal life. So we always have the sense of getting and consuming from life. Like I want to be a teacher. I want to have a family. I want to get these things from life. Um, But I just want to, again, sort of redirect the question and ask ourselves, uh, what does life want from you? So if we're not getting the relationship, we're not getting the financial success, or the job we want, life is asking you something. Life is actually giving you something. And in my uh, experience on this planet so far, planet Earth, um, I do the best when I don't resist reality. When I get curious and I kind of say, well, what does life want from me in this moment? The reality is it's giving me this amount of relational connection. It's giving me this amount of um, work stress. So what does life want from me and how can I use whatever's going on around me to connect more deeply with uh, actually a flow state, to get to a place of flow, to work with life versus against it. So life always wants something of us. And it's really our job to be open and not to think much about linear progression and to simply follow the breadcrumbs of whatever is happening around us, which I know goes against conventional thinking and very much how we were raised uh, from a culture perspective, even a religious perspective. I also have noticed a few things about questions. We have more fun when we ask questions. Our worlds get bigger. We actually expand connections and we, 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 we research. We, we can go on Google. We can actually search for questions and answers instead of feeling like we know it all. We're reverting to a mantra to, um, to sort of solve the issue at hand. One question that's guided me most of my life is how is this for me? Um, When I lost my job at 24, I kind of asked myself, how is this for me? I was sad and I felt my feelings to completion, but I kind of landed upon a question of, you know, this is for me in some way. And that question, um, the answer that I derive from that question really helped guide my mentality, my actions, my behaviors. So I really want you to, to sit with that question. What does life want from you? And I'm going to leave you with a little cute passage read. Um, who doesn't love a good passage read? Shout out to some friends who, who know about that inside joke. Um, so Rainier Maria Rilke is a famous poet and author. And um, you might know him from Letters to a Young Poet. And this is one of my favorite, favorite quotes uh, about living the questions. So Rainier says, be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign, foreign tongue. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything, live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. That's it, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. And my last question again is, what does life want from you? Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't want to miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast. Because our learning and unlearning never ends, and we don't have to do it alone.